Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. So we are back from our Oscar mini-sode. A mini-sode that reminded me about a very special movie that I'm actually just gonna force you to watch this week. There's no choices this week. We're watching Osmosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Osmosis Jones. Man, I'm excited. Which is surprising. Because no one's excited about Osmosis Jones except for me. (laughs) Yeah, and you're just excited because you're making me watch it. So are you really excited about the movie itself? I mean, to be honest, because I have to watch it too, so... (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think I watched this movie, like, ages and ages ago, and for some reason I'm remembering watching it in class. I watched it in class too! Yeah, did our teachers just, like, totally check out and be like, hey, I think this has something to do with the human body, watch it. Yep, they were like, whatever, we like Bill Murray. It's 2001. Yeah, public school system. Truly. Yeah, no, it's like, it's very, it's not a movie that we, I probably should have watched in school, but yet I did. Since we've, you know, already decided what the movie is, we're going to have to pull other banter out. And I'm going to say the weirdest thing that a teacher has ever made me watch in class, we had a, I feel bad about saying this, but she was not a very good teacher. And it was for integrated sciences, which is kind of like the class. Was it that safety video where that boy watches the other boy shower? No, but... That's disturbing. Oh, it's so it's so funny. It's like this like kid spills a bunch of chemicals on himself, so he has to take one of those like chemical showers, right? But you're supposed to have like have a buddy like be with you to make sure you don't miss a spot. So it's just like this teenage boy watching this other teenage boy shower. Oh my god. I think I've seen a clip of that. Did you actually watch that in class? Yes, I did. I've seen that oh several god. times because they showed it to us every year. <laughs> like my my junior year of high school, they switched to a new video and everyone was very angry. <laughs> We were like, what the fuck? Where's that shower scene? <laughs> you wanted it. The people demanded it. Yeah. And so we had to go online and find it ourselves and watch it by in our own time. It's not what I oh wanted. Yeah. So the, my integrated sciences teacher, she got fired after her first semester with us for a multitude of things. Um, like, for example, she would ask me to help grade other students' papers or like, like tests and stuff, even though it's like not really something you should ask your student to do. Mm-hmm. She also like added me on Yahoo Instant Messenger because this is, you know, 2000s. She would regularly talk to me on Yahoo Instant Messenger. And I remember I tried to stop. T- I really hope she's not out there listening because I feel kind of bad. I hope she is. <laughs> Um, she, she needs to know (laughs) she, uh, would like message me all that stuff. And then I didn't really want to keep talking to her. So I told her that my dad deleted Yahoo instant messenger. And she looked at me like deadpan goes, your dad doesn't have the power to do that. He can't delete Yahoo instant messenger. And I'm like, no, I mean from my computer. And she goes, oh, okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, this lady, she was convinced by, and Okay, I say, like, you know, it was a stupid thing for a teacher to make us watch, but technically one of the students, like, begged her to let us watch it. We actually got away with watching Jurassic Park in my integrated science class. I think I actually watched, like, a Jurassic Park movie or something like that in school, but it was, like, at that end of the year, like, that last week. Yeah. Where no one was doing anything because grades were already put in. Yeah. No, it wasn't all the way at the end of the year because we still had like stuff but it was basically like in between studying or whatever we were just watching Jurassic Park and we were supposed to be learning about like it was like tangentially related because we were learning about DNA or whatever mm-hmm. but all of us just really wanted to watch Jurassic Park and that's one of the reasons she got fired because someone was like hey our teacher's just making us watch Jurassic Park instead of learning anything <laughs> I had a Chinese teacher where we just w- watched English movies in her class all the time oh yeah like not even with Chinese subtitles or anything 
And we just watched movies that had nothing to do with anything. I think we watched Patch Adams and... Um, That's a sad movie. We also watched a Marissa Tomei movie. Marissa Tomei movie that had like nothing to do with anything we were like watching. It was like a romantic comedy. And like we watched about half of it. And then Virginia Tech happened. Oh my God. And she was like, movies aren't appropriate for a classroom. <laughs> wow. You know, this is kind of appropriate for the two of us because, like, the last time we saw each other, aside from, you know, when I got married or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, when I drove all the way out there to go visit you in good old Kansas. God damn it. Oh, no, Oklahoma. I was on my way to Kansas. I was on my way to Kansas and I stopped in Oklahoma. We watched Bad Teacher. We did. We did go see that. We did you go see that. that? We, we went and watched Bad Teacher. So this is all, it's all connected, man. It's all connected. It's all coming around. Big circle. <laughs> all right. Well, um, how about we lay the ground for Osmosis Jones for those people who do not know the movie? Okay. This is a movie about a, like a white blood cell who is a cop and a body because that's, you know, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good way to put it, right? <laughs> and the body he's in is going to shit because of Bill Murray's body. <laughs> and you can just imagine how poorly Bill Murray treats his body in 2001. And his daughter's like, you got to do better, dad. And he's like, whatever, I'll just take a cold medicine. So he takes a cold medicine that comes in and acts as like a temporary police officer in his body named Drix. So Osmosis Jones and Drix, the cold medicine, who's cherry flavored, have to kill some (laughs) terrible virus. Is the cherry flavor important? I mean, he's red. Okay. So Osmosis Jones is blue. And and he's he's red. red. Like police. Yeah, you got it. And that's the only, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't look up this movie to help explain it. I just remembered that off the top of my head. Wow, that's pretty impressive. It's like half live act. It's like less than half live action and then the rest of it's animated. Huh. Well, I can definitely see why we were made to watch this in classes. And I like that this was like on separate parts of the country that both, both of our lazy science teachers were like, yeah. You guys can watch Osmosis Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure what class I was watching this in, honestly. <laughs> they were like, sure, why not? When we get back, we will have watched Osmosis Jones. In the meantime, a message from one of our lovely podcast friends. And we hope that you check them out and support them because they're awesome and we're awesome. And you probably deserve to listen to something better than our podcast. So, I mean, do they though? <laughs> if you've already gotten this far, then no, you don't. All right. Well, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. See ya. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Where can you get hot takes about ghosts, cryptids, farts, and cats? I don't know. Where? On our podcast, Spoop Hour. Oh, that's right. Each week, we talk about the things that spook us out, and we laugh through our fear. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour, and you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or really anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Feel free to also drop us a line at spoophour at gmail.com. We want to hear about your ghosts. Thanks. Okay, we are back from watching Osmosis Jones. A movie that I didn't remember being so bad. And so very gross. Really gross movie. Yeah, there were multiple times where I like audibly shuddered or like went, ugh. So... I just kept going, why did I watch this in school? (laughs) Yeah, there were like some moments where you're like, okay, I can kind of see how that's a teaching moment, maybe about basic bio, but most of it's like a weird cop buddy adventure, so. And like a gross one. Yeah. (laughs) So you want to get into the recap? Oh, yeah, I think we can just jump right in. Okay, so 
Bill Murray is a guy named Frank, and he is disgusting. He's like a zookeeper who eats like eggs that monkeys have dropped in the like out of their mouths into like dirt and like he never washes anything <laughs> and it's like how do you make bill murray grosser than he already is and the answer is make him play this character yeah and of course he has like a darling daughter who's like 10 or something and she's like dad you need to take care of yourself because mom died because she didn't take care of herself and her dad's like eh. <laughs> so anyway you see him eat this like nasty egg that like a monkey put in its mouth that he dropped on the ground that he covered in mayo. <laughs> and then, like, it cuts to inside of his body where it is now fully animated and there's a white blood cell named Osmosis Jones and he's a cop in the mouth. <laughs> he's like a mouth cop, <laughs> like, trying to, like, be, like, the first defender against germs, but he fucks it up because he's not a great cop. Don't you think you'd want to have, like, the better people at the front gates, like people who are qualified to keep out threats, like you kind of want to have your best defenses first. Well, I think like the the best defenses are like relegated to like being around like the heart and shit like that. Yeah. And like the brain, maybe. I don't know. Because uh, especially. Yeah. You know what? When you're in a man this disgusting, you think you would like beef up security around like the entrance points. <laughs> it's not like me who like. I feel like I need my best guys around my, my, my important parts because, like, I don't, like, let a monkey lick an egg and then eat it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so, of course, on that nasty egg, there's, like, a horrific, terrifying virus that emerges and it's voiced by, his name is Thrax, and it's voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. He does not sound like Lawrence Fishburne either. Like it's like smooth and evil. Yeah, smooth. <laughs> smooth and evil. That's a good. That's a good title for the episode. Uh, might just be. So let's see. We've got a lot more to go. A lot more gross shit to talk about. So we might have. Um, so and his goal is to kill Frank in forty-eight hours. Of course, the only person who knows about him is first off. This little racist caricature of a Mexican who's um a germ. He's like, La muerte rojo, la muerte rojo. That means the red death, in case you guys don't speak flawless Spanish like I do. Basic, like very basic Spanish. Shh, let them think I'm good at something. I can't, I don't speak <laughs> Spanish. Um, the mayor of Frank, which is voiced by William Shatner, which is like, you know, spot on. He does like an override where... Frank's daughter is, like, upset with him, and he's got, like, a fever and a sore throat, and his daughter says that, you need to go to the doctor, and starts to make him an appointment, because, you know, she's 10, so that's what, you know, that's his little secretary, 10-year-old daughter. <laughs> but, of course, the mayor overrides it, and he's like, I'm gonna take a cold pill. So he takes a cold pill, and that's the new buddy cop element. It's a white blood cell and a cherry-flavored cold pill named Drix, who osmosis jones calls drips the entire movie like no respect for this guy <laughs> <laughs> but then like it's funny because he has no respect for drix but like he also vehemently defends drix at every moment like for other people <laughs> it's like yeah i'm in love with you but fuck off no it's, <laughs> that's not that kind of movie so the evil virus thrax steals uh some goons from another like minor virus inside frank's body i think it's like from the armpit it's like literally like a scabies like virus has like a bunch of like sweat goonies or something like that and so he's <laughs> like okay we're gonna 
I'm going to steal these guys and make Frank dead. And I'm just thinking, why would you want to kill the guy inside the body that you're in? Because doesn't that kill you too? Or does he just like somehow get onto another egg that a monkey drops? Right. And hopes and hopes that someone eats it. We've all played Plague Inc. We know that you can't just kill your host immediately. You've got to learn how to spread to other people first. So when he decides to start wrecking havoc on Frank, he decides to hide behind cold symptoms, which is also my strategy for playing Plague Inc. Hide behind very basic symptoms or have no symptoms. What the fuck is Plague Inc.? Okay, Plague Inc. is like, I think it started as a mobile game, but I think you can also play it on your browser or whatever. You create a virus and mutate it. You gain, like, evolution points as you infect more countries. And you try to kill the Isn't world. Isn't just Pandemic? Yeah, Pandemic, Plague Inc. It's, a, it's like the same. It's the same idea. Okay. But anyway, you don't go from a cold to dead in two days. So I think this guy has, like, lofty goals. Yeah. So the two end up going undercover in the zit that Frank has on his face because, you know, he is disgusting. It's so gross. And it's a nightclub. And it's, an, and it's a nightclub in, in his body. <laughs> so they have to pretend to be viruses to get in. And that's how they find out about Thrax and what he wants to do. But, of course, no one actually likes Osmosis Jones in this movie except for maybe Drix. Like, no one thinks he's good at his job. He's got, like, a minor, like, flirtation with the secretary of the mayor, and I think she just feels bad for him. Also, at one point in the movie, because she's voiced by Brandy, um, he calls her Brandy. Oh my gosh, really? I didn't even notice. Yeah, he goes, Brandy! I mean, Leah! <laughs> and I'm like, what? Okay. All right, I mean, yeah, I w- point out the fact that Brandy's in this movie. Like, by all means, she's incredible, but come on. Anyway, so no one trusts him. So when he's like, there's a horrible virus in the body and Frank's going to die, everyone's like, whatever, you're a fucking idiot. And they don't believe him. So he just gets really sick really fast. (laughs) And then, of course, the mayor sucks. And he's like, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. There's no reason why we are having this like 107 degree fever, but we're all good. It's like, fuck. Yeah, the mayor says stuff like, a fat Frank is a happy Frank. Like, he does not want Frank to be healthy. He's totally against, like, his daughter. Like, his Frank's daughter, Shane, is all is trying to get Frank to take better care of himself. And the mayor does not want that at all. So. And it's like, why? In what yeah. world would your body be like, you know what, yeah, let's, um, let's keep him fat. I think, I think it says something about, like, how all of his voters are, like, um like fat cells from the love handles or something like that but i'm also yeah they're literally like at one point like the neighborhood called, labeled the love handles like cheers for him after a speech <sighs> which like so it's one thing to be overweight yeah sure but like to also eat a whole bunch of junk like awful nutritionally void food to eat an egg that a monkey had in its mouth like you just gotta go back to that first thing at one point he eats like raw oysters at a science fair and you're like in what world did you think that was a good idea frank yeah but Whatever. So, like, him and his buddy who works at the zoo with him are going to go to this, like, Buffalo Wing Festival in Buffalo, New York. Because that's, you know, that's a thing, I guess. (laughs) And his daughter's like, okay, fuck you, Dad. I'm going to go on a school camping trip that I asked you to go with me on, but you were like, no, thank you. So they start driving to the Buffalo Wing Festival. And, of course, they're going in the same direction on the same highway because he just, like, almost dies. And the school bus happens to be passing as he gets pulled into the ambulance. And, like, I'm just thinking, like, sharp eye on the little girl who was like, Shane, isn't that your dad? Because, like, I don't fucking know what any of my dad, my friend's dads look like. 
<laughs> Never mind in a bus going like down a highway. But so they go to the hospital and like big whoop, he actually dies for a minute there. Yeah, for real. Like no heartbeat. And Thrax, the villain, ends up on the daughter's like eyelash and he's like in a fight with Osmosis Joan on her eyeball, and I'm just thinking, that is not good CGI. He's like, now I'm gonna kill her his daughter even faster. But Joke's on him because they're on a fake eyelash and her eyelash falls off because she's been crying so much. And then he falls into like a mysterious like substance where he melts. And this is where when I watched this in school, my teacher got really smug and was like, that was just warm soap and warm water. And then it like zooms out and it's alcohol. And we were all like, go fuck yourself, Mrs. Treat. (laughs) (laughs) I actually can't remember what um, what. uh a grade this is in so if we didn't watch this in the sixth grade i'm sorry mrs treat <laughs> but yeah and it's so smug like that's just soap and warm water but it's like alcohol and i'm like yeah that's what we fucking thought i completely skipped over the fact that to kill frank when facts had like taken a chromosome out of his dna and like the hypothalamus gland in his brain like that's his big like fucking like thing that's what he does when he kills someone he takes like this chromosome and puts it in like a necklace because you know necklaces are cool <laughs> and um so before he gets knocked into the alcohol he tries to choke osmosis jones with that chain because also you know irony like why not do that when you have a crazy creepy claw that can just kill someone instantly why not make it harder on yourself <laughs> so he ends up with the ch- with the necklace with what they needs, and he gets cried back onto Frank by Shane, the daughter, and then he takes it back to his brain and gets it fixed. And Frank come back comes back to life, yada yada yada. But I'm like, he was dead for an awfully long time. Yeah, like they called his death. Like the surgeon was like, "All right, he's gone." Like brain damage, long time. Also. Like, it, don't you get brain damage just from, like, having a fever over, like, 104 or something like that? Yeah. the They make this big deal. It's like, oh, if it reaches 108, he's dead. And actually, um, which is true. I mean, like, basically you can cook, from what I understand. Like, your brain just gets overheated like a computer mm-hmm. would. But I actually was interested to find out what was the highest fever that someone has survived. And in 1980, a guy in Atlanta... Um, Recovered from a 116.7 degree fever. Nope, he should have just died. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just died. I think it's funny that, upstairs. like, when he gets rushed into the hospital with, like, this, like, 106 degree fever is what he has when he comes in. They still let people who are not wearing, like, masks and stuff near him because that would be, like, the number one, you know, symptom of a serious, like, infection that could be transmitted quite easily. So, they're, like, pretty lax about it, though, so maybe... It's 2001. It was a different Yeah, time. but maybe Frank isn't really that gross. Maybe he's just a product of a, of a very gross city that has no, like, health, you know, uh, rules or whatever. No, his daughter clearly has standards that he is not upkeeping. <laughs> and I don't, think she, I don't think she would have those standards if she lived in a place where everyone was gross. <laughs> she's like, no, dad. And he's like, but... And she's like, no, dad. <laughs> but anyway, like, seriously, like, he's dead for a while. He has, like, a... And, like, it's funny because, you like, you see the temperature inside the city, like, when everything's on fire. 
And, like, it hits 108 for, like, a second. And then it, like, goes back down to, like, 107.9. And it's just, like, and then it, like, starts to just go back down. And it's, like, okay, whatever. But he's just, like, he's so gross. And then afterwards, it shows them, like, going on a hike. But, of course, they, like, drove a dune buggy, like, most of the way up the mountain. (laughs) He walked, like, 50 feet, and he's, like, sweating buckets. His daughter makes him eat a carrot, and he looks like he wants to die. And I'm like, why don't you just die then? <laughs> it's a, it ends on kind of a high note, though. I mean, like the mayor is now working in like I guess the intestinal tract or whatever, cleaning up, mm-hmm. and um, he accidentally farts himself out of Frank, and then Frank says something like, "Out with the old and in with the new," and then they look off into the sunset, and they all laugh. Yeah, so. That was a movie that happened, um, and it was very gross. It's really gross. And not only, like, gross, like, the humor and, like, everything that's going, you know, and just how gross, like, Frank is as a person, the animation is gross to look at. Like, there's something just kind of unsettling about, like, every facial expression made by Osmosis Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, it gets, like, weird, like, like, curling grins and stuff like that. And not only that, but I actually felt a little sick to my stomach in the opening animation when, like, you watch the egg, like, slide down his gullet or whatever. Like, ugh, it's so gross. Yeah. Which I guess is supposed to be the point of the movie. So, like, I guess kudos for being as gross as you wanted to be. It's really disappointing because, like, I can't remember if he wrote it or if he directed the animated parts, but the guy, like, in charge of something, like, he did this. He wrote uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Wow. And that movie's so much better than this movie. Yeah, I wonder how many, you know, I guess, didn't WB also do... Um, he did, yeah, they did a spinoff show see. called Ozzy and Drix, but as far as I remember, the animation was more, like, cartoony and not as gross as this was, and um, somehow Ozzy and Drix got, like, sneezed out of Frank and, in, like, into, like a, like, a teenage boy who wasn't disgusting. <laughs> well, I was thinking... Um, Warner Bros. Animation, they didn't do Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but they did another... No, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was Walt Disney. Was it? Warner Brothers did... Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently, it says here that it was the production company was Walt Disney Animation Studios. Yeah. So, Warner Brothers did another popular animated, half-animated, half-film uh, movie, Space Jam. We know, we love Space Jam. Come on and say it, and welcome to Japan. <laughs> I don't really think they do anything else anymore, though. I, I think they kind of... Oh, no, I guess WB does the Lego movie. So they seem to be going on up. Yeah. They hadn't done, a, they hadn't done like, an animated movie since 2003, though, which was another half-animated, half-live, which was Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, I guess, did WB in, so... <laughs> it's like, Brendan Fraser and Jenna Elfman, that is, like, two very 2003 people. Whoa. Yeah. I'm going to have to put this on our list. WB had some, you know, a real roller coaster. It was like Space Jam. I guess the first one was Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, but whatever. Was that like a, was, that wasn't a half animated half. No, but it's their first animated film, right? So. Is it? It says their first. Didn't they have like a bunch of like Looney Tunes movies? Oh yeah, those are compilation films. So like ones that are like compilations of different, um, oh, okay. you know cartoons whatever their original films the first one was batman mask of the phantasm which i think i watched it's it was from the 1993 so that one's older 
Uh, then Space Jam in 96, which had a budget of $80 million, but made $230 million. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Quest for Camelot. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely. It had the weird, like, two-headed dragon, like, goofy buddy, and, like, the guy was blind, but, like, could fight. No, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> it was a cute movie. Too bad it's not the two... I guess 1998 could kind of fit in our purview, but... It had a budget of $40 million, only made $38 million. So it kind of starts to sink Yikes. down down more and more. Like Space Jam was really good. And then we have The Iron Giant, which is an amazing movie. Everyone loved The Iron Giant. Yeah, but did you know it only made $31.3 million? For real? As opposed to a budget of $80 million. It's the best rated of all their movies, but it like tanked in theaters, I guess. Oh, that's so sad. So we have The Iron Giant, which was amazing, but tanked in its gross. Then we have Osmosis Jones, who does even worse with a budget of $70 million and only makes $14 million. Yikes. (laughs) And then Looney Tunes dipped up a little bit more with that it was a budget of $80 million, but made 68.5. But I think you can kind of tell why they gave up on Warner Bros. feature animation. And then, just like we mentioned earlier, they only recently started animating again with the Lego movie in 2014. And that went really well for them. Everyone liked the Yellow movie. Yeah. So I guess 11 years... 11 years, it's a good uh, good time to wait. They had to save up some money, considering they lost it all on Osmosis yeah. <laughs> To be, f- did you Were you able to log into my account and watch it again, or did you have to write no, it No, I ran into myself, so we're giving them a little bit of extra money for Osmosis Jones. I was like, so we just like we just gave like $8 to Osmosis Jones. Yeah, we, we, we bolstered it by like one more percent. <laughs> that's a movie ticket back in 2001. Yeah, that's true. So Warner Brothers has not really provided a lot for us in the 2000s, but they seem to be doing pretty well for themselves now. So I'm glad they recovered from this horrible, disgusting movie. And like you said, with the animation itself, like not only are the facial expressions all weird and it's like a gross out movie, but like also the quality of the animation is very strange for a movie. Maybe it's just because it is a 2000s movie, which always has like a worse quality. Drix looks really strange. He always makes really weird facial expressions. Yeah. And I can't tell if they tried to, like, kind of CGI him in just him because he's supposed to be, like, a futuristic cold pill. Because he does kind of look CGI a tiny bit. Yeah. But, like, mostly he just looks kind of out of place. Yeah. But, like, you gotta love Niles Crane voicing him. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of CGI, I think it was mostly just hand-wrought animation. I don't know. Like, it doesn't say um, CGI just a lot, you know, just as animated. It doesn't say exactly how it was animated. Mm-hmm. But, like, it had this kind of weird, like, washed-out quality to it, which I think there was probably, like, with most animation, it's, like, they CGI some parts, like, backgrounds and stuff or, like, complicated movements. But I didn't notice that really strange, like, difference in quality that you usually get with a CGI movie. So I think it was mostly developed um, through hand-drawn animation or, you know, computer animation, whatever. Yeah. But apparently I was looking, because I just went to look up about the production of the animation to see, you know, if we could kind of explore that topic. Apparently it went through what Wikipedia so very (laughs) eloquently calls development hell (laughs) because the animated sequences directed by Tom Saito and Piet Kroon. Yeah, Tom Saito worked to animate Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that went into production as planned, but acquiring both a director and a star actor for the live action sequences took a considerable amount of time. Because everyone read the script. (laughs) Until Bill Murray was cast, because I guess he was the only one who read the script and was like, "Eh, okay, I'll be gross on TV. Sure. (laughs) This is probably just another Garfield situation where he didn't read the script. He read the name on the script and he went, okay, 
Do you know he thought he's he wrote he read like like Todd Cohen, like the Garfield script, and thought it was one of the Cohen brothers, and he wanted to work with them, so he just agreed to do it. Oh my gosh! And that's why he plays Garfield. <laughs> Bill Murray. I was interested as well, too, apparently, because it seems like Osmosis Jones, Chris Rock voices Osmosis Jones, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, It seemed like the character, though, was very classically written for what Will Smith would usually play. And he was actually originally interested in the part of Osmosis Jones, but his schedule didn't permit it. And you can kind of tell in some ways, because I don't really believe Chris Rock was as popular as he is now in the early 2000s. You can kind of tell it was kind of like just a fill-in to replace Will Smith. What was Chris Rock up to in 2001? Um, apparently this disgusting movie, so. I think he was popular in 2001. Let's see, he was in Osmosis Jones. He was in Cootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That was all in 2001. Oh, okay. But not really a lot of kids' movies like Will Smith would have been in, so. He was in a lot of stuff around. I mean, he's he's in a lot of movies always, but... Wasn't he in a Madagascar a couple years later? Yeah, so I think that kind of probably helped the Osmosis Jones role because that was another animated movie. So he's probably like, "Hey, look, I can do this." He was in Doctor Doolittle in '98. He did a voice. Oh, huh. Chris Rock is a is is a talented and multifaceted performer. But you can kind of tell with the way they wrote Osmosis Jones that it was definitely like kind of planned to be a Will Smith role. See, I didn't catch. I didn't get that at all. Uh, I think it was just kind of like the flirtations that they wrote. I think it's because Chris Rock made, I, th- I was like, yeah, I guess, I think Chris Rock made it like a lot more aggressive than I would ever think about yeah. Will Smith doing, but yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense now that you, th- now that you say that, but. It was originally rated PG-13 uh, for crude language and bodily humor, which like, I think that's just shorthand for it. This movie is really gross. Don't watch it. But then it was edited to make it family friendly. And in 2001, it was re-rated PG for just bodily humor, which it's still really gross. (laughs) Yeah, I think like what they did, because they keep saying like um, swear word, like, uh, like replacements in this movie. Like instead of shit, they say spit. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. He just says mother at one point, like, like, you know, he was about to say motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And um, he says like, um, instead of saying like God or damn it, they just say Frank. (laughs) <laughs> they use the word frank like as a swear word and also as like a gu- there it's like there's the church of frank and stuff like that you know what's really strange is sometimes when we wa- uh look at these older movies we can see you know famed film critic roger ebert what he rated this film and although most people were like hey this film's not that great like the animation is fun but the live action portion is boring which is true because the live action is kind of like poorly paced or whatever um roger ebert gave it a three out of four which that's really uh <laughs> that's not what I would have given it. <laughs> Roger Ebert actually had like kind of bad taste a lot of the time. Yeah. Um I think there were some interesting like cute little moments but they were all the cute moments were in the animation, not really in the um live action and I can kind of understand why they had such a difficulty with directing the live action cuz it gets very boring kind of like you know not really worth watching. It's just in like it's just really gross. Yeah, it is gross, and also poor film quality, too, which kind of matches the weird washed-out animation quality, but um, they have, like, some confusing animation styles as well, because, like, in that final, like, battle where Thrax and Osmosis Jones are battling it out on uh, Shane's, like, eyelid or whatever. It's an eyeball. He's literally on the eyeball. Oh, yeah, because it's, like, gross. You can see, like, the sticky in their feet. It's disgusting. You can see, yeah, it's like it's, like, wet. 
they do like a slow-mo from the matrix and at first i was like why are they doing this like this makes no like there's no bullets flying it's just them punching each other you know but um and then i got it oh it's just because lawrence fishburne voiced thrax that's literally the only reason they decided to make a matrix reference right there to remind you you're watching lawrence fishburne <laughs> like just debase himself yeah, yeah. Also, I think it was just because, you know, back then, I mean, even now, people love making cultural references to, like, popular things. Yeah. And The Matrix was still very popular in 2001. Oh, oh, one more important thing. Um, At one point in, like, one of the scenes, I think they're in the stomach, and he's talking to um, some virus or something. Um, In the background, there's Pikachu. Oh, I didn't notice that. Sharp eye. Because back then, uh, Warner Brothers actually owned the Pokemon movie. Huh. That's cool. I didn't even notice that. I did notice the cute little scene where during their, like, the, you know, of course, Frank's body has a news network or whatever. And in, like, their little fluff story, it's like, in other news, a cute delivery of animal crackers has arrived in the stomach, which was, (laughs) it was kind of funny. He's just like, this like panda. He's like, panda crackers. Oh, they're cute. There were some cute little, like, throwaway lines that, like, funny, like, I guess, kind of funny, like, jokes or whatever, like, visual gags for instance during a cop chase in the body like the cop car lands on a uh, billboard of a butt and goes between the butt cheeks because you know kids love butt jokes the villain says things like you know quippy little lines like careful i'm contagious or or after watching frank's dreams he goes this cat was sick before i even got here when the white blood cells respond to inflammation, it's like little germ firefighters with a mini Dalmatian germ. That's cute. I did like the Dalmatian germ. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not germs. They're white blood cells. Yeah. Like, there are other, like, funny little, like, moments related to the body. Like, uh, when Drix is supposed to be, like, on his way out because there's a temporary fix. Like, he takes a bus to the bladder, which was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, like, overall, the movie is not really enjoyable. It's kind of boring, especially with the lull and the live animation. And, like, the actual, like, construction of the story itself is stupid as well because... Yeah, it, not very good. It begins, like, in media res with, like, he's just, you know, fighting over an egg that he's eating that he wants to eat because a monkey steals it. And then he picks it up and eats it. But, like, you have no context for this except for, like, what you're starting to pick up from his argument with his daughter. And I guess they were trying to be clever by doing it in media res, but it just kind of fell flat. And it was like... It wasn't clever. Yeah. It's like, why are we... Like, what is this movie even about? Like, what is the point here? Um, It does that annoying thing as well where, like, they, you know movies do this a lot maybe it's just my own like inability to pick up on what people's names are unless they get introduced so i'm not saying every movie needs to have the actor turn to the camera and go hi my name's frank or whatever but like having a little bit of context of like who the people are is good like you don't have to make it like like how annoying um uh man what was um baby movie baby movie um boss baby walmart movie the walmart movie the walmart movie yeah the one we watched Oh, um, where the heart is. Yeah, it's not, they don't want it to be like where the heart is, where they have that like, you know, backstory, like immediately shown in dialogue. Like that's ham-fisted. But like, at least say people's names so I know who I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know the daughter's name until like 45 minutes Same. Ago, like it, it, she's not. And he says Shane and I was like, that's a stupid name. Yeah, so the movie, like it's just not very well put together and the animation is cute. I can see why it became a TV show. Because it makes, I, I can see why it would make a good TV show. I think, yeah, I'm, like, I didn't watch the TV show, but I can only assume it was better. Yeah. Because, like, it seems like a show that, it seems like a concept that should be a kid's TV show. Yeah. 
I don't know. One thing I will note about this movie is, like, while it wasn't, like, very good, um, unlike some of the movies that we've watched, I never felt like, oh my god, this movie is so long, it's never gonna end. Yeah. Like, halfway through the movie, I paused it, and I was, like, pleasantly surprised to find out that um, it was halfway over. I was like, oh, it's already halfway over. Yeah. So, I don't know, like... It's not a hard movie to watch like some of the movies we watch. I think it's because the animation picks it up. Yeah. Like it, ma- it moves the story along like quickly and like there's quippy little moments. But then when you get to those film parts, you just get dragged down and again. Generally, those are short too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, speaking of like um, the film and how it didn't really make sense sometimes, like how things were connected, like when he's getting sick, when Frank's getting sick, it like, you know, shows the body like reacting to him getting sick or whatever. And then it, uh shane is mentioned so they like show what shane's doing on the bus and like the girls sitting in front of her go like hey i got you false eyelashes and then they start putting eyelashes on her and you're like what what is going on here like it's supposed to be like some statement about how she's growing up and then later it pays off because like the fight's on a false eyelash she's wearing falsies and it falls off her and that's how the the person dies and it's like but it was introduced so like suddenly (sighs) that it didn't it was very like distracting whenever i think about stuff like that like when i i was actually watching you know watching it and thinking okay so i know where this is going like i know why she's putting on the eyelashes because i've seen this movie before but i was just like they couldn't figure out like they did the fight scene on her eyeball or they did the fight scene on whatever and then they were like fuck how are we supposed to get him in that glass of alcohol (laughs) and so they had to go back and come up with a reason so they, like, shot, like, a two-minute scene with this girl getting, like, false eyelashes put on her, and they made it into, like, the thing. And I'm like... Yeah. Because they couldn't figure out how to, like, just get one of her eyelashes, like, fucked up or something like that. I don't know. But I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and for how terrible this movie was or how boring it would have... It's, I mean, I say terrible, but I've definitely seen worse while watching movies with you. How gross it was, how kind of boring it was. I did actually feel, like, kind of... You know, like, oh, that's sad. Like at the end when she was crying over him, like basically being dead because she's like, I teared up. I didn't mean to. I teared up. Yeah. It was like, I didn't mean to tell you that I blame you for mom's death. Like, please like, come it's, back. It's like, like hard to watch a 10 year old crying over her dead, disgusting father. Yeah. yeah. The the actor, the actress was pretty good. I wonder what she's doing now. Nothing. She's doing nothing. I looked her up. Really? Oh, well. I did, um, you know, because this whole podcast, I guess, if in case you guys are new and you're listening just now, is all about, you know, Kate making me watch things and trying to get me to hate them. And I think <laughs> there are multiple times in the notes I took on this movie where I type in all caps, I hate you, Kate, so much. Why did you make me watch this? This is so gross. I want to die. You're so welcome. I think you might have succeeded in that You're welcome. <laughs> so I don't welcome. think it'll replace Black Christmas, but... <laughs> Though Black Christmas and... This movie do have eyeball scenes in common. Yeah, that is true. Okay, well, we watched Osmosis Jones. Yeah, and now we have to venerate a new crime. And I was thinking either stealing oysters from science fairs and then eating them. Oh, no, straight nope, straight up uh, murder someone in 48 hours. Yeah, that's a little bit too intense, I think. I think stealing oysters might be a little bit more fun. Mm, puke all over a science teacher yeah puke all over a science teacher or get into a fight with a monkey that's that's not safe that's how you get like a super disease that's that's what i learned from this movie yeah yeah that's how you get thraxed (laughs) well that was on moses jones and i'm ready to never eat eggs again i'm just ready to never talk about osmosis jones again
Yeah, I'm kind of good for that as well. Man, I liked that movie when I was a kid. <laughs> On our next episode, uh, our, actually, our next few episodes, we're going to have guests. So keep an eye out for that. Our first guest episodes on our podcast. Guest episodes. So that's going to be exciting. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, and as always, if you have ideas for anything you want us to watch, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Guess What You're Going to Hate. And you can join our group, Guess What You're Going to Hate, as well. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Hate Podcast and on our website, HatePodcast.com. Yeah, sounds fun. You should do it. Yeah, you should do that and not fight with a monkey over a mayonnaise-covered egg. That's how you get, like, a really bad disease. And we don't want that. It was a hard-boiled egg that he just, like, put mayo on top. Who does he think he is? Anne from Arrested Development? Yeah, mayon egg. So gross. Yeah, make better choices. Like, respect your body. Portable egg salad. <laughs> portable egg salad. Do you really need your egg salad to be that portable? <laughs> do you really need- do you need egg salad to be portable at all? <laughs> do you need egg salad? Yeah, for real. No, I actually you. love egg salad, though. I'm gross. We all know this. I like tuna salad, but like, so good. Yeah. Tuna all right. Well, you know, you might not be able to get into a fight with a monkey over an egg, but you can still enjoy some delicious egg or tuna salad. And think of us while you do I'm it. I'm sorry, everyone. Have a good one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See ya. Bye. <laughs>